Well, our moms think we're funny. Well, hello again, gorgeous. I didn't see you there. This is the third episode in which these opinionated bastards talk about their favorite movie soundtracks. If you're interested, feel free to check out the last two episodes. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy the ride as three nerds talk music. All right, so I'm actually going to go with um, with one that it's a very short soundtrack. It's only got like 10 songs on it. Um, and it's uh, it's one of those, I think if I heard the soundtrack by itself, it wouldn't really do anything for me. But the soundtrack coupled with the movie just... It, it just keys it in for me. So this is one that I, I'm, I'm separating it like that because if I said, yeah, this is a really good soundtrack and you just listen to the soundtrack, haven't seen the movie, you'd be like, meh, right? Mm. But soundtrack along with the movie, you know, watch the movie, hear the soundtrack, and you're like, bam. But I got to go with the Return of the Living Dead soundtrack. Oh, yeah. So you're talking straight up punk music from the 80s. Hmm. You got uh, The Cramps, 45 Grave, Flesh Eaters, The Damned, um, uh, you know, and it's good, but you've got the songs like uh, like Surfing Dead mm-hmm. by the Cramps, which oh, is just yeah. awesome. You know, so Surfing Dead is awesome. Party Time, because that's the song that plays when the deaths are coming up out of the ground or anything. Yeah. Do you want to party? It's, it's <laughs> awesome. Hey guys, um, trash is taking her clothes off again. <laughs> yeah. You got the song Burn the Flames by Rocky Erickson. That's when the guy climbs into the, uh, into the incinerator and he's just playing that song. He's like, Burn, burn the flames, and he like which is so great when they're when they're burning all the body parts in the beginning, and yeah. and the guy's sitting there and he's like he's like uh, he's like you know he's like wait we need this help for us like that looks so damn hard anybody can operate that machine and of course <laughs> later he climbs into it and does it um and then you've got tonight uh, the the trash song tonight we'll make love till we die right yeah yeah um, by SSQ it's it's such a really good soundtrack that goes right along with the movie and then afterwards you this like it's you listen to those songs like bam and but they i think it's great that well obviously the majority of the characters in there are punk characters so you got this really nice punk soundtrack that works so well with and then of course you've got trash's theme by ssq which is really good um it's the the whole like i said the, the whole thing like i said on its own unless you're a huge punk fan you probably wouldn't feel it but when you put that together along with the movie, yeah. and then you listen to it, it's it, it really it really hits, you know. Yeah, I. I left the windows down. My car's raining, man. Oh. Yes, I, I'll be right back. Yeah, sure, yeah, right. yeah. I'll just take your turn. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I actually need to download that soundtrack. I, you don't need to. It's on the uh, oh, it's on yeah, that hard drive you I gave you. It to me. Nice. Actually, I think the Crow soundtrack is on there too. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I haven't had time to like sort through all that. But you I don't know understand how... why. There's only like twenty two thousand songs on there. You know, <laughs> you know with, with, with a lot of doubles because I had a lot of eighties shit. Because when I was downloading eighties music, I was looking for that fucking um, uh, uh, Amadeus. Amadeus, man. yeah, and which I, got, I like, hooked you up with, yeah. right? Which I got like six different versions of, of, of Rock Me Amadeus on there. So six different albums, all the same version. Because I couldn't find the one which is only a Canadian import, right? <laughs> It's a Canadian B-side import, and that's nice. the one that's most famous and most popular in America. Yeah, it was never released in America. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, and, I... and we're not gonna talk any more about that because of the thing we got going with the, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we can't talk any more about that, but because I didn't, I didn't want you to end up saying slipping up and saying, "Oh yeah, we didn't get yeah." So yeah, you know, uh, uh, ooh, you know. But uh, you know, another song from the '80s that I really dig, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is uh, "One Night in Bangkok." Oh yeah, that's a fantastic one. 
I remember how shocked I was the first time I learned that that was about chess. Yeah. And then you listen to it, it's like, oh. Eh. <laughs> I'd let you watch. I would invite you. But the, the queens, queens we used would, would not excite you. you. Have you seen the music video with Ada dancing to that? I've seen the music video. Um, you know, I actually had an idea of doing like the, a, like, because that's originally chess is a play. Mm-hmm. And I was about doing that. Um, I... Shit, hold on. Okay. We're going to, we got to unmute the TV for a moment. I hope I remember to edit this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 it's a deal. Okay. Just head bouncer. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I thought he was a. I, I, I thought you were right. I thought he did say something about being with the stones. But, but I knew I knew he had something to do with with either the venue or a thing. But yeah. Um. But um. But uh, so. Uh, but I, I mentioned uh, just a minute ago. Um, you see, I think uh, uh, Webcrawler mentioned the the buggles, right? Or video killed the radio star. Yeah, yeah. So I was listening to the episode, uh, recent episode of Behind the Bastards, and actually I'm going to pull it up real quick um, because he didn't say it in the episode, but it made me think. And of course, I don't have any way of like actually like contacting Robert Evans and be like, "Hey, Rob, <laughs> tell me this, right?" But he. Um, I was listening to this episode of Behind the Bastards, um, and uh, he was... I'm actually going to go to it real quick here. Uh, yep. And... Because I want to get the, the guy's name right here. Is it... Is it this one? Mike Adams? No, 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 no. It's not Mike Adams. It's the one... The, the goat testicle guy. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, if you haven't heard that one... Um, John Brinkley, who was this, this guy who was a doctor of sorts that was, uh, that was, uh, <laughs> surgically implanting goat testicles into people to like men and to, to increase their virility and stuff. But he would just like, he would just like, just like open them up and like, like insert these goat testicles. And of course, and it was, became one of those things where like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, I think it was like on one of like the, uh, like the Scientology thing where you talked about they, they would do these things where it's like, you know, um, oh yeah, Cohen do this thing. And, um, and you know, it'll, it's like, uh, by, by being a part of this, you know, it'll make you stronger and smarter, but it doesn't work with everybody. It only works with people who have like a really high IQ. <laughs> so, so if it didn't work on you, you would kind of say it did because it, otherwise you would be like, oh, that's because you're stupid. Right. Right. And so you would get people that would buy into it. Right. Just because otherwise you'd be you admitting that you're stupid. These are and, the people who fall for the whole, oh, if your hand is bigger than your face, it's a sign of cancer. Oh, shit. I got cancer. <laughs> What, uh, what was, your, what was the <laughs> poor, poor Arsenio Hall. He's like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> uh, what, what, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, goat testicles being inserted in a human body. No, but what, what movie? No, uh, goat we... testicles being inserted in a human body. Yeah, that's the name of a movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we just kind of derailed from that while we were waiting for you. Okay. Uh, so we're actually going back to uh, what thing that you mentioned one of your, one of your soundtracks. So he, this guy was doing this right, and the guys were like, "Oh yeah, I feel so much better." And a lot of it was just the power of confidence, right? Right. And right. some of it was just plain bullshittery. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the guy finally got found that as a fraud and blah blah because he was also he was also like selling these vitamins and stuff like that. But he he had this radio show. 
and he would like people calling he would diagnose them over the radio show like oh yeah you know i've got this this cramp in my leg and my ass itches a lot and they got this ringing in my ears and he's like oh what you need to do is take like like you know go and uh, go to the pharmacy and get like uh like uh, a bottle of number 56 pills and then you know and then uh you know, take two of those every day and then you want a bottle of uh, like number 29 pills and you know, take one of those like every four hours for like for a week and then people would hear that right and they would they were like hey i've got the same issues too like my ass is itching a lot as well and then they would go and they buy those pills and then of course they were taking shit they should have been taking were like dying and stuff so the guy finally gets like you know they they're like hey we're gonna remove your license and shit like that so he goes to like new mexico or something like that and gets this buys this radio tower and gets it put up and has these engineers like rig it up to where it's pumping out so much like uh wattage or whatever it is right that people can hear it all the way in new york okay wow. and it's just broadcasting everywhere and they said like people that were like living in the area they were picking it up like on like the like their fillings and their teeth and shit <laughs> it would come through like like so like the like the metal in their house like you know screen doors and shit like that right because it was so strong and the, the radio thing was so powerful that the the people in the area couldn't avoid it Right. But anyway, when I was listening to him talk about that, it made me think of the Buggles song, right? Yeah. Mexican radio. Okay. I'm on a Mexican mm. radio. And I was like, holy shit, I wonder if that song is about him. Yeah. Probably so. Because that's when they, they like they had to go in there and like the thing FCC was like, Okay, no, you cannot broadcast, you know, <laughs> at, at you know, at this, you know, then just like send your signal all throughout the world, whatever. <laughs> you you gotta tone it down. That's because fantastic. it was so powerful it was just like wiping out other like like stations yeah and just overriding them that is crazy watching the blues brother thing am i wrong like uh carrie fisher i know she dated paul simon for a long time off and on like it didn't she hook up with dan Aykroyd during this or something and they broke up for a while and then she went back to him or something? i don't know but yeah. i mean she's super I, cute in this movie i was gonna yeah. say i think this is the hottest i've ever seen her even even in a star wars movie she's never looked as good i think as she did in this movie oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she's competing sure. against Twiggy in this movie. Yeah. So I mean, that's saying a lot. All right. So, so yeah. So that, I... that was that was me um, with my um, uh, Return of the Living Dead soundtrack. Yeah. No, and of I... course it does. So oh, I'm sorry. I never um, thought about it before. Return like, of the Living that, Dead that, soundtrack. That, yeah. Like that. That's probably is pretty good. I it just is. Never thought yeah. About yeah. It. That's awesome. But so um, you asked me a minute ago. You're like, what is that? And I didn't want to say because it was my next movie. But there is a. Uh, I was pulling up on Amazon to get the track list because I don't have the actual uh, CD in front of me. And it's I guess it's a um, either a Spanish or or or, or French like um, version of the album, and the album cover is beautiful. So yeah, that's what I was yeah. just showing oh, to. Uh, okay, okay. That's what I was just showing to Akomi. This one here is just beautiful. It's got this nice picture of Trash, who um, we'll probably talk about a little bit later. Probably, um, yeah. But uh, look at that. That is nice. That it's is crazy. awesome. She's Dude. so hot. Oh my god, Lenny! They almost look like Cenobites instead of zombies. Oh yeah, kind of crazy. Um, I, but I yeah, so Linnea quickly. Oh, I mean, the only she's in Night of the Demons, the original one. There's a scene where she, well, I, I, I I'll see if I can pull it up. I doubt it's going to be on YouTube at all. There's no way it's going to be on YouTube, but I'll see if I can pull it up because <laughs> you've never seen Night of the Demons, the original, I'm sure. No. But this scene will creep you the fuck out. <laughs> um, sir, oh, you, you got creeped the fuck out. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I guess uh, I'm next. My next one, and now, now we get into the stuff that is probably pretty unexpected for me, just based off of shit that I've said, and you guys probably wouldn't expect me to like these, and these were never brought up in our failed recording yet, because uh, it all died before we got to it. Yeah, we didn't get there. But uh, yeah, so next on my list is actually the Space Jam soundtrack. What? <laughs> wow. Space Jam is a horrible, horrible movie, okay? But it was a huge part of my childhood. Wow. It sucks. It's awful. I want to pee on you. <laughs> I want to pee in your food. It's, uh... Drip, drip, drip. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> no, it's just... It's, it's the total wow. shit movie. So it, it, doesn't, doesn't R. Kelly have a song on there? Yeah. Okay, that's why, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm calling him out. Fly, right? I believe I can fly, yeah. 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 And uh, Fly Like an Eagle by Seal, um... Hit, hit him high, hit him high by L. Cool J and Coolio and some others. Wow. Okay, um, maybe maybe it's better than you give it's it. Got I mean, upside down by Salt and Pepper. Huh. So it's kind of like. Is rap. it a remake of the of the Upside Down? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's Salt and Pepper. That's all. That's all I know. Um. Uh, what else here? That's the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. Uh. And of course, like. The, the Space Jam song, if you guys have never heard it, it's actually really awesome. <laughs> Come on and slam, and welcome to the jam. It was, I mean, it it, it got me pumped as a kid. I, I fucking loved it. So I don't have a whole lot more to say about it than that. Space the movie is not Jam's good. Back. I guess right. we were older when we kind of, we kind of dismissed it. At least I did. Like, right. Well, so maybe because you were younger. You, I mean, because Jacob, my, my son, he loved that movie. I mean, I mean maybe so, because I mean, like, oh, I was five when it came out, I think. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a shit movie. I will I will never be able to enjoy watching it. Although I really want to get uh, Bill Murray's jersey from that movie because they sell copies of it, uh, replicas of it. But I mean, like I I really like the soundtrack. It's a really good soundtrack. Well, the soundtrack, yeah. like we said, like the soundtrack can be better than the film. You mm-hmm. know? It's oh like, yeah, it, yeah. It's like the Crow too. So yeah, I mean, like I don't have a lot more to contribute to it other than that. But I mean, it's got some really tight songs on it. Just for the listeners, I did try to pick good movies to go along with good soundtracks. <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> not me. Only about half of them. Yeah, I could not. Um, I, I I never watched Space Jam. I never had any interest in watching Space Jam. I will never <laughs> watch Space Jam. Um, yeah, I can't. Uh, we get it, Turk. You're not a furry. <laughs> uh, no, just uh, Space Jam, dude. I mean, just uh, no. There's nothing. There's nothing about that movie like, from the from the moment that I was like, "Oh, Space Jam," and I'm like, "Wait, what? What so, is?" So you're saying that Lola Bunny never did a little something something for you? No. Oh, uh, I mean, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> totally not. Jerry. Sure. What's, what's your song? <laughs> I'm going to say, what's your next soundtrack? Are we done with Space Jam? Are we done with Space Jam? as a girl, Bunny? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's where you're going with that, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yes. Oh, yeah, 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 no, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I really have to <laughs> I'm say. I'm sorry, about I'm not trying to spit on your... I mean, it, it's no, like, no, no, it's cool. Actually, I mean, after you listen to some of the songs, okay, I can see it. I guess I just never... Uh, paid enough attention of like so no, the soundtrack I mean, can be good and the movie doesn't have to be yeah no I'm not trying to defend the movie at all okay <laughs> we're in a truck no I'm not trying to defend the the movie at all because it's not really a defendable movie but good people, soundtrack well, the one I'm gonna pick it's like you know people have their opinions about it like good or bad but um 89 Batman what the 89 Batman 
The Tim the, Burton the bat, movie? Yeah, the Tim Burton. Oh, nice. The, 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 the Prince. Damn, you stole another off my lips, <laughs> dude. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got, I've got Damn that on my list, man. Because, okay. you know, people, people like give that movie, uh, that soundtrack a lot of shit. Like, why would you have Prince on a soundtrack? I'm like, what are you fucking kidding me? Why would you not have awesome, Prince man? on a soundtrack? And it, and it worked on every level. Like, especially the party man. Like, uh, that whole scene. Like, uh, it's... Oh, and, yeah. And then the Vicky Veil. Vale, like, uh, the... Uh, all of it. The future... Oh, Arms yeah. of Orion. I mean, it's all classics. I mean, they're they're legit uh, classics. They, you know? they're, and they fit the movie so well. And the um, uh, they. I remember. So I think I told you guys a story. I'm actually gonna. I can't wait to show you something because someone uh, actually someone a really good friend bought this for me. Um, I think you've sent it to me for. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you opened it? Oh, no, I've never. That, that's it. that's awesome, man. So it's the uh, I didn't it's the actual like limited edition. Batman soundtrack by Prince in a metal case yeah. that the uh, right it's still sealed up and everything. That's fantastic. Uh, in metal case, it's the uh, with the bat symbol embossed on it. It's awesome. That's really tight. I, I like we that. We were talking about it. I was, I was like, oh yeah, they had one that came out like this. And they were like, really? I was like, yeah. And then they ended up buying awesome. it for me for like my birthday, or Christmas, whatever. But yeah, it's got. Um, it says uh, this can includes a picture disc and a special twenty-page booklet. And it is, it's a round thing, so it's going to be a round booklet, too. And you can't cool. underestimate, too, just like Pulp Fiction, what that movie meant. Oh, yeah. That, that transitioned. You had comic book films before then. I mean, I don't want to take away from Donner. Like, I, Superman, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't 89 Batman. No, it wasn't. The, no. the, that thing exploded. It was the Star Wars of comic book movies. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, like, even today, you take it for granted with all the Avengers and stuff, but that thing... Because there was nothing else out to compete against it, it was pervasive. Like mm-hmm. how much merchandise was out from that film, the toys, and they basically admitted that's why they did it was like the toy tie-ins and everything. Bob, I mean, it's like, it, yeah, Bob, Bob. It, yeah. It's like I'm gonna need a minute here, boys. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's, it just Bob, because Bob was so loyal. He did everything, <laughs> and he's he just, like Bob, bailed. gun, and then woo woo. We got a live one here. <laughs> it's, it's like, what? Grease him now? <laughs> Jack Jack Palance, his performance as Boss Grisham, I mean, like, that is, it's campy, maybe, today, but it was, it made sense for what he was before that movie. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. It, it's just everything on, Jack Nicholson, I know people talk about Heath Ledger, but... Jack Nicholson was a better term than Heath Ledger. Yeah, I just, there's something very sinister about his take on it, that in, in, in the sets... I know we're supposed to be talking about the music, but it all worked together. It was a per- perfect mix again of like intermixing everything. Nothing would be the same without any of it. Like yeah. uh, Michael Keaton, he, he look at him now. He's like the reason you appreciate him, Birdman and Vulture. You appreciate him because of Batman. I mean, it's like uh, he was Mr. Mom and he became Gung Ho. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's it when you when you think about that movie, right? So. I tell I know I've told you this story before, Comey, but um, when you think about uh, me about the soundtrack and stuff, uh, at the time MTV had a contest to win the Batmobile, yeah, the Batmobile, yeah. and it was going to show this one eight hundred number or whatever or, or eight 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 or nine hundred. No, it was nine hundred numbers, nine hundred number, right? Because they were trying nine, to nine nine nine. Yeah, uh, it was not. It, it was a, it was a, um. Oh one one eight nine nine nine. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> oh yes, sir, you haven't seen that one either. Mm. Oh God, Dude, you gotta watch more IT. Bro. You do, you do. It's oh one one eight. Anyway, so um, I watched MTV for 
freaking four or five hours waiting for that number to pop on the screen. Of course, they didn't play it. They didn't do it till late. You, you got to watch all day. I'm like, oh, you fucking suck. Man. But anyway, um, and of course, they played the... the um, they, I vaguely was, remember this. I vaguely remember There was uh, The Party Man had music music video and Bat Dance had a music video. Yeah, and I remember, a really good one. I remember watching the Bat... I think it's the Bat Dance music video because you and I watched it one night. I think it was, was our, our YouTube hole that we watched it? I don't think so. I think you just showed it to me. Okay. You're like, you've never seen this? And, and there's a part where Prince is dressed and he's like one half of him is Batman the other half is the Joker right and he's dancing costume. and then it gets this one part where the, the music is like uh, uh, I feel I can't do it right. but anyway and these women start walking out these blonde chicks start walking out in these like these like tight pencil dresses right and it's like you know stop the press who was that and it's like Vicky Vale and it's like I like Batman yeah. and the one girl uh, woman or whatever in the thing has on her dress it says the words all this in brains too mm-hmm. which is directly from the Dark Knights comic book yeah. mm-hmm. it's yeah. not in the movie at all and I remember like reading the comic book and saw like holy shit I mean that. whoever did that went back to that and I know that was kind of a source material for the movie they went back to that and put that in the comic book I mean in the in the music video I'm like oh shit I'm, I'm like do you're, it. you're keying in, <laughs> right? But that soundtrack is so good. And it's got so many great songs in it, it and it's it, it's amazing. And it and it just goes to show, like you know, I'm not saying I'm the biggest Prince fan in the world, and I know the hype train because of his death, his passing, or whatever. He was a legit genius, but this kind of showed it even more. Yeah, like because yeah. everybody doubted it, and nobody did after it happened. You know, it's like I mean, even if you think the songs are maybe not the best in the world, like you can't deny. That they worked perfectly that film. He wrote a soundtrack for one of the biggest films of the eighties. The I mean, it's yeah. like uh, before comic book movies were viable. Yeah, and it should. It's it's kind of like it shouldn't have worked, but it did. And you can't you can't deny that. It's a uh, it's it, it was a miraculous thing that they did. It's uh yeah. It's just like you know. It's like Prince didn't have anything to prove. <laughs> he just. We're, no. we're talking about a time when like. You know how you spec now about like who should be doing this or who should be doing that. Mm-hmm. People were doing that back then. Yeah, but they they were we were still talking about doing Watchmen back then. But like it it, it wasn't. It's like it was just it was like a thing that you couldn't obtain because we're talking about this is when they were doing the the terrible uh, um, Fantastic Four movie. You know? Oh yeah. We're talking about the same time period. <laughs> Captain America, Spider Man. These things. Were oh my god! Horrible. That Matt Salinger Captain America movie. And then oh DC, my goodness. and it's kind of sad because DC started kind of all the thing that kind of became everything, and then now they can't save themselves. And <laughs> like Marvel's doing it. It's like it, it's amazing how things have changed. It, that is, yeah. But yeah, it's um yeah that that, that I had that on my soundtrack okay. because it is such it is such a good soundtrack. Like you said, it's it's so. It, it hits everything, you know, and it's Batman. Like you said, it's it really was just like it was like like a, like a tent pole for like it, even even when like you have a bunch of movies that fail, right? Yeah. There's certain there's certain comic book movies that you go back and you say you know, like this. It's not like this genre is not viable. Like like you can't really make a western anymore. You have very few westerns anymore, right? Where they used to just dominate the you know the cinema. Mm-hmm. Like you have very few of them now. When you do, they have to do these kind of very niche things. Because people don't relate to them as much as they used to, right? And you, right. that's why you don't see them as much. And the thing, thing when they were combo movies, like the market is going to eventually become kind of oversaturated, and we're seeing a little bit of that now. But I think there's also got so many that are really that are there's a, so many that are really strong that are sta- that are keeping the rest of these you know from dragging it down. It's like 
it's like I'm so I'm so strong that I can carry and drag the rest of these moves with me, and they're not going to hold me back. But um, I was going to say, but there's these tent poles with like Superman, the the, the Dick Donner, Superman one and two. Even though we well, don't really, there was Richard Lester, I think finished Superman two, yeah, and he's got a lot of weak shit in there, right? Yeah. But <laughs> it's still well because Terrence Stamp is like the shit in that movie, him yeah. and Gene Hackman. Um, and then you've got the Batman movie, right? And then you've got you know, like your, your your Marvel movies or whatever. Even if you don't agree with the entire MCU, you've got like several like we're gonna drive this stake deep into the ground. Iron Man, bam, you know, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, bam, you know, Avengers, bam, you know, it's like yeah, we're, we've got enough that we can keep this going, and you know, and we can weather the storm. And Batman is always gonna be that strong. Well, and and I wanted to say too uh, before we, I know we're supposed to be talking about the soundtracks, but like. Another reason that we have, like, like what you were talking about with the video where they tied from the Dark Knight Returns. Without the Dark Knight Returns, you would not have Batman the movie. Oh, Because no. that revitalized Batman. Batman was dead in the water. If you didn't have Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, there would be no Batman movie. I don't know if Batman would even be around anymore. Or DC itself. Because you remember, they were on the verge of losing it all. They were trying to sell their stuff to Marvel. I mean, it's like, that's how bad it was. And people yeah, and don't realize that. They had a collapse before the collapse. And, mm-hmm. like, it, Batman changed everything for everybody, except for Bill Finger, which, which is a whole other story, which yeah, he got well, freaking gypped his whole life. But, but you know, but, you know I, I think it's a really good point, is that if Batman hadn't, if Batman hadn't, you know, boosted DC and given it a second life, there would be no comic book industry. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Because Marvel, when they when they bought like uh, was it uh, New Line Cinema? Uh, and no, it wasn't New Line. It was um, New World. Yeah. New World, and they were gonna try to make their own movies and shit like that. And then everything was that, crumbled. Was that, the, was that under the Punisher and all that stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. See, that was you know, and <laughs> and they had uh, they had all those movies that that just tanked, and then you know, and then they were filing for bankruptcy and stuff like that. You know, you were you were. Marvel's was on the on the verge of, of you know because I think they had they sold two toy biz and later bought toy biz out and kind of took it back or something like that but you know Avi Arvid had a lot to do with that you know kind of helped keep that alive and then of course he you know just kind of you know whatever but um it's but, funny how like too like I'm sorry I don't interrupt you but like it's funny how a film saved the comic book industry and now the films saving the comic book industry right like, it's like or no no you know what I mean like. Right. Like, cause like the without the the film, there's no way there would be the comp because they're not selling at all like they used to even back then. Like the stuff that they're selling now that's a hit, a hundred thousand would have been canceled back. Yeah. Then. Oh yeah. So it's yeah. like it's it's just interesting. But thing. if if DC had failed and let's say they had sold to Marvel, you know Marvel, you know they probably it probably would have. I don't know, maybe Marvel would have failed a lot faster. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it would have given them an extra like two years or so. But they were the direction they were going at the time was going to put them into a failure mode uh, because let's let's say that um uh what's that um um that crap that uh canon films right let's say that canon films had made that spider-man movie they were trying to make mm-hmm. right and they already had like the, you know the master of the universe movie that tanked and everything else if they had made that that spider-man movie like they were playing on that movie would have been shit. We all know that would have been shit. Oh, totally. I mean, this would have made like the Tim Burton Superman movie look like freaking Oscar Gold. Oscar yeah. Gold, that movie from American yeah, Dad yeah, with yeah, Roger, yeah, yeah. right? Make me um, feel good. Uh, make <laughs> me feel, feel good. Would have loved to have seen the Tim Burton Superman film. I don't care. I want more drinking I water. To see it too. 
It didn't look as bad after I watched the Death of Superman. Like that, that, that. Uh, no, it, I think it, it could have maybe worked. Brainiac, it a, especially. It was a series of. It was just a bunch of fight scenes just being strung along by a little bit of plot. With fucking Nick Cage in it, though, dude. <laughs> Let me say this too: never underestimate the idiot behind the scenes calling the shots. Because what destroyed it wasn't necessarily the people that were like creators; it was the assholes that were telling them to do things like, "Hey, put a spider here." Well, let's yeah. put some polar bear. Like that. That's. How the fuck does that guy even get a job where, like, you know, he's Barbara Streisand's hairstylist? I'm going to make you a producer. What the fuck does he know? <laughs> no, okay. But, but, but I digress. Anyway. I always wanted to be in the movie. Yeah, but we, yeah, if, if that hadn't happened, we probably would not be reading comic books no. right next. It wouldn't be a comic industry. No, it, it saved everything. It, the, it, that movie is so important on so many levels, and it's just kind of like, I don't think people talk about it as much. I mean,. They, it's it's like in the rearview mirror. Yeah, it, it, it was, it's, people yeah. just don't think about it, but yeah, it's... I, I think I think they do. They go back. Like right now, we've got Christopher Nolan, uh-huh. right? So when people when a Batman movie doesn't do well, like they go back to well the Christopher Nolan thing. But I mean, really, I think you have to say you know Christopher Nolan and and even even like before that because you know Nolan had that to go back on. But like it can be done well, yeah. You know, yeah. and that's the thing is you have to go back and say it can be done well if you followed this pattern here. This is what made this movie strong. And now I'm going to make a movie that's going to be that strong. It starts to get diluted again, right? And then you go back and you say, you know, hey, look, it's Steven Spielberg. Uh, and then you go back and you say, you know, this is what made that strong. And this was made strong because it followed what made this one strong, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, before 88 Batman, what did you have to go back to to say what makes it strong? Nothing. Yeah, 66 yeah, Batman? Yeah. No. What you had was <laughs> a Dark Knight. And I think that's a that's one of the key points in that is that you go back from like right now to fucking Twilight Batman, which is going to be total shit. I'm calling it. And if I'm wrong, fuck you. I'm not going to be wrong. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but Twilight Batman, right? That's going to tank. And then we're going to be like, I wish Ben Affleck was still there, which I'm going to say it right now. I wish I, Ben Affleck was still, still there. I still wish Ben Affleck was still there. I like Ben Affleck. I never had a problem with him ever. No. He, he is easily one of the best Batman. You know who they were talking about before Twilight? Dexter, the guy that played Dexter, like uh, like uh, he dyed his hair. No, he's a good actor, it. though. He's uh, a good I actor. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. But uh, just me, I couldn't see it. But but anyway, but I'm saying. But okay, so so you go back to the Nolans, right? And the Nolan says, yeah, but you know, I'm, he's not seeing this. But I'm saying, but yeah, it's like, but you know, one thing is that I that you could say is like what allowed me to do this. Well, just that I'm Christopher Nolan, but say, hey, it's been done before with this. And then the Batman movie says, okay, what made that strong, right? And they say, what made that strong? The source material. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it always ties back to. If you really want to follow that trail, it always ties back to the source material. That's what made it strong. And that's what happens. It's like whenever we get too far away from it, right, the thing that you really have to do is go back and say, let's pull this right back to the source material. It's why they always go back to the origin story. Because like it's like it's the core of everything you are. Right. Everybody has a defined moment in their life, right? And it's the tipping point, and it's like you're either going to go way, way, one way or the other. And and the thing about superheroes is they go to places that we couldn't go even if we wanted to. So it's yeah. why it's why we have them, you know. It's like you know. Uh, so I guess it's my turn now. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. All right. So um, so my next one here. So you know, I've I've gotten all of my um, I've gotten all of my Tarantino's out of the way, and of course I've had two of mine stolen by web web crawler there. Um. And a couple of mine spoiled, but I'm going to have to go back to one of my all-time favorites, Heavy Metal. Heavy Metal, baby. Oh, wow. Heavy yeah. Metal soundtrack. So Such a good soundtrack. You know this story already, Akomi, and I think you might know it too, Webcrawler. But what I'm actually holding in my hand right here 
is the cassette tape, the cassette tape for heavy metal soundtrack. So I watched heavy metal and a friend, a uh, guy I knew in, in school was always telling me about it, right? And of course you couldn't find it anywhere because there was this whole dispute with the soundtrack was made, but music was made by one company. The uh, movie was made by another. And they, after the movie came out initially, they couldn't agree on on like the whole rights to it or whatever. So it was never released on anything. It came on Cinemax one night and I recorded and watched it. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome, right? Such a and, good movie. And I loved the music from that movie. From the first time I saw it, I loved the music from that movie. And I went looking for it. And of course, at the time, like, again, there was no CD because... They hadn't released it or anything. You didn't even have the movie out that you could find. I mean, the movie wasn't out on anything. It wasn't on VHS or anything, right? Because mm -hmm. when it came out on VHS, like when they finally got everything resolved, they dumped it all out at one time. You had the CD. You had the, um, I think you had VHS still, VHS copies, and you had DVD copies, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, it's finally available. We finally resolved these issues, right? And bump. So I went looking for it, and I had to get this... Um, and it actually is marked on here because the place I got it from was like Peaches Records and Tapes, right? Yeah. And they marked it on here because they because this is kind of like your receipt of purchase. Um, but uh, hmm. sorry. Um, oh, hey, nice. <laughs> Blues Brothers 2000 just came on. Um, so this was your receipt of purchase. It, March 11th of 1990. Is when I bought this. Wow. wow. Like, that was a long time after. I was it's a like month a, like, and a half old, dude. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so who's next? <laughs> no, I want to talk about heavy metal. <laughs> it's, it's such a good movie and such a good soundtrack. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, so I picked this up, right? And I had to look all over for it. I called like every music store I could find. And like, it was like maybe a year or two afterwards that it was like available everywhere, right? Yeah. But anyway, I picked this up. And you know how much this cost me? How much? Right? So this movie came out, shit, um, 1981 is what it says, um, is when it says that this came out, 1981. <laughs> all right? So, Akomi. Tell me, how much did this cost me? Nineteen ninety-eight. Wow. I think Whoa. I think it's actually fourteen ninety-eight. Oh, fourteen ninety-eight. Okay. For a cassette. That's a lot. Yeah, that is fourteen ninety-eight. Okay. Fourteen ninety-eight in nineteen ninety for a cassette because Jeez. it was out of print. This is the only copy they had, and it was the only copy in town. Jeez. I mean, back then, I mean, fourteen ninety-eight. That'd buy you groceries for a month. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. back then, all we did was consist off of water and manna. <laughs> wow. Cock knocker. What was anyway. Moses like, Turk? Dang. You look like your mom, dude. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, oh, the guy, this, I forget the, I, I we mentioned earlier, Blues Bros 2000, just this somber beginning is so heartbreaking. It really is. Um, but yeah, so, but I mean, that's how much it cost me. And cassettes weren't that expensive back then. And it's like, holy shit, but I treasure this thing. But heavy metal soundtrack, uh, this this is, I mean, it is the like pinnacle, even though it came out in 81, right? It is the pinnacle of like 70s rock. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. So you've got on here, you've got Sammy Hagar doing the heavy metal like uh, theme song, right? Take Which, a ride on heavy metal? No, no, that's no. actually a different song. Oh, this nice. is just heavy metal. Um, that's right, that's right. 
But in the version that he would find on any of his other stuff is not quite as good as this one, in my opinion. Um, you got Riggs doing a song Heartbeat. You got Devo doing Working in a Coal Mine. <laughs> Devo actually has another song in the movie. Way um, through being cool. cool. Which is not on here, which I do love that song. Oh, that's, that's one of my favorite Devo songs, actually. Eliminate the ninnies and the twits. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, uh, you've got... Uh, Blue, Blue Oyster Cult, because we mentioned this on another podcast. Blue Oyster Cult actually has, I think, two songs on here. You've got... Um, Cheap Trick. Uh, yeah, Cheap Trick's on there. You've got uh, Veteran of the Psychic Wars, which is pretty awesome. Your boys are on there, too. Uh, Cheap Trick doing Reach Out. I love Reach Out. Journey. Um, yeah, Journey's oh, yeah. on there with Open Arms. Um, you've got... Hey, is it Open Arms or Separate Ways? Yeah, it's Open Arms. Oh. Um, you got True Companion by Daniel, Donald Fagan, which is an awesome song. True Companion is like the shit. Yeah. Radar Rider by Riggs. They have two songs on here. Um, Nazareth has a song on here. Um, Grand Funk Railroad with Queen B, which is pretty cool. Sorry, uh, Cheap Tricks is the one that has two songs on that. Yeah, that's right. Cheap Tricks has I I Must Be Dreaming, which is an awesome song. Um, Black Sabbath, The Mob Rules. Oh, that's my favorite Sabbath song. Oh, dude, in in the movie, it's just, it's beautiful, you know? It's just a brutal fight scene. God, yeah, those people just get wiped. And you've got that great dissolve, which is, it's so sad when that kid gets shot and everything. Oh, yeah. And he falls and you've got that dissolve there, which is just... you listen to... And I mentioned earlier, you've got Blue Lamp by Stevie Nicks, which is, you know, but, you know, I think part of the reason why I like Blue Lamp is because it it doesn't make me think of the scene in the movie, but it, uh, it fits in the movie so well that I, I can appreciate it, you know, later, but yeah, heavy metal soundtrack is just awesome. You've got such a great collection of artists on here, which is, it's just beautiful. Yeah. So, and you see people that like, I mean, most people know Nazareth, right? But you only know Nazareth from Hair of the Dog, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, well, I shouldn't say you, you only know them, but that's where most people know Nazareth is, is from the song Hair of the Dog, you know? Now you're messing with the, which I always thought was an ACDC song, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now you're messing with the son of a bitch. But, but, but yeah, but their song in here is awesome. They like say you got Riggs doing two songs and stuff. And it, dude, heavy metal is the shit. And I... And I love it. And I never regret spending like twice as much on this thing as I would. As twice as much as your monthly income. Yes. <laughs> it was 1990 when a man could be a man and earn an honest living. That's right. You know, shit. For what I paid on, paid for that and everything, you double that, it would have been a car payment. <laughs> oh, God. Back in my day, we didn't have merry-go-rounds. We took a horse and cut off two of his legs and walked around in circles and we left it. We <laughs> Uh, all right so that's me so well now i'm gonna feel like a total pussy bringing up my next one because you did a badass thing like heavy metal but uh yeah fuck right off dude it's the pitch perfect soundtrack what? No, no, you, you, you don't sound like a oh, pussy. You sound like man, fucking normal. <laughs> well, you said Space Jam. I didn't think you could go anywhere from there. But I, I told you, my last like five are just very, very unexpected ones for me. But literally, literally, the only reason I watched the film was because of Anna Kendrick because she is so freaking hot. Oh, you didn't, you didn't watch it for Rebel Wilson? Hell no. But no. she's, so, but she's her, so funny. No. No, she's not. <laughs> she is. Like, I love her scene in Ghost Rider. He's like, and he was like, <sighs> she's in, 
no. You, you remember that scene? No. Horton from Ghost no. Rider? When oh, Ghost Rider saves... She in it. She sa- he no. saves the black-haired goth chick from being like attacked by the guy. Uh-huh. And she gets the, the, the television interview. And everything's like, yeah, his head was like all on fire. Like... I tried to block that movie out. Oh, oh it's, a, it's a shitty movie. We need to do a less watch on that. That's probably one of the worst comic movies ever made. I think Steel still has that beat. Well, <laughs> but no, I mean, like they they do really good um, mashups and stuff. And of course, everything is done totally acapella. I was not expecting to like the soundtrack on the movie. All I all I wanted to see was just Anna Kendrick's cleavage on full display, and was not disappointed on that front. But like the like all all the music is done totally Rebel Wilson acapella. Mark Levitch, just saying. <laughs> Fuck Rebel Wilson, man. <laughs> no, thank you. But no, like they, they do a really nice cover of uh, of the Final Countdown, totally a cappella. I mean, like they they do like a Ladies of the Eighties mashup. They do like a, uh, a a bunch of songs about sex medley. I mean, like they they do a lot of really cool stuff. It's just it's it's actually a lot of fun. I just kind of consider that the film version of Glee, you know, base like, yeah, well, like... basically. Except that, like, I mean, it's all it's all a cappella, which it makes it a lot more impressive in my mind. I mean, like, it's it's surprisingly well done. So so um, is this? Are you saying this is a, a good movie? No. No, I'm not. I'm you saying it's like a good soundtrack. I'll give you this. Like, it is a a movie about singing. So, like, it you wouldn't have the movie without it. So it's like, yeah, it makes it make it intertwines. So that I can see that. it's kind of like wedding singer to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah, a lot of ways. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So, um, how many times have you seen the movie? Maybe twice. Maybe. Yeah, twice. No, no, don't lie to me, dude. How no, many times have you seen the movie? Twice. Come on, dude. Don't lie to me. No, I mean, I, I get my philovanic Kendrick through other means. I, I mean, it's it's been twice. Now, I've listened to the soundtrack more than that because I like the songs. But they make the whole world sing? Hey, uh, that one that's on uh, the, the, the first one. Can I see it? Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, we have a stack of comics here. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. But yeah, no, it's like oh. I just don't know anything. I've only seen it one time, and I don't really remember it very. I remember, I remember not thinking it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Either. I mean, it was okay. But I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I mean, it's not a good movie. I'm not going to defend the movie. It's it's got but the it's soundtrack's moments. good. But the soundtrack, yeah, yeah, I I like the soundtrack, and Anna Kendrick has a great voice. Oh, so um, the, the mashups and medleys are really cool. Cool. So yeah, that's that's all. I, that's all I have to say about that, Jenny. <laughs> Well, um, uh, can I can I can I just just kind of like deviate for a minute here? Sure. You know, and no, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not next. I'm just going to go down a whole red trail, and I want to stay on topic. Yeah, like we we need to start getting these out. Like, uh, yeah, I only have two more after this. Um, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about it, and maybe it's just because the queens all around. You know, the it's you know the Bohemian Rhapsody and. Like uh, I just watched the thing about Flash. I've never seen the movie, but you know the sound. Highlander. Ah. Um. It's okay. actually really got some good songs. That uh, that that theme. To Prince the, of the Universe. Yeah, it's a great song, man. It's powerful and like uh, the you know the the song where um, oh, shoot, I can't remember the name of it. I need to look it up. But like the one where he loses her. Um. You can't. You can't. No one lives forever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a touching song, man. It's done really well. It's it's got good scores to it. I mean, it's a, it's uh it's one of my favorite movies too. So that's why I put it on oh, there. Okay. And like, uh, it's not perfect, but it's like uh, 
Kurgan, you know, you can't do much better than him for a bad guy. Clancy, Clancy Brown. I mean, Clancy Brown's a shit. Man. Yeah, so it's like, uh, that's why it's on there. I mean, it's, and I, there again, I, um, I've got the, the metal, you know, the steel box version with the CD included in it. So it's like, yeah, it's just one of my guilty pleasures. And I, I the soundtrack's good. I've listened to it a lot. If we, if it hadn't been for, for Highlander, we wouldn't have had such an awesome uh, Raiden in the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. With Christopher Lambert, <laughs> I'm being totally facetious right now. <laughs> I, I, was like, I, was, I was like, I didn't know what you were saying. But I, I was trying to agree. I haven't I seen like, Mortal Kombat in like 22 years or something. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's a, yeah. If but, I ever get married, I want the guy who screamed Mortal Kombat in that song to officiate the wedding. <laughs> so, um, dearly beloved, <laughs> we're gathered here today. Yeah, when when you go to walk down the aisle, it's you come like running down. It's like, and here are your wedding party. I just want to say this too, like Queen, like there again. Don't get me wrong; I don't celebrate their whole catalog. I'm not the biggest fan in the world. I do; they they are iconic, but just to show their diversity, they how many you know the Flash and Highlander. It's like kind of like the Prince. They 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 wrote scores to films and it worked both times. I mean, yep. it's like uh, so. Just give them credit where credits due, basically. Yeah, so cool. I so I did not include, um, I did not include high, um the Flash Gordon soundtrack, mm-hmm. even though I know it was done by Queen because I haven't heard the whole soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. and that's why I didn't include it on there because I was like, I know this is going to be one that should be on somebody's top ten list. But because I haven't heard it all, I would have felt kind of phony, like putting that on there and be like, "Oh yeah, and this one," just because I expect it to be good, but I can't really tell you the songs off of it, yeah, except yeah. for like you know the Flash main shot. one. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I actually have the full soundtrack. I just don't think I've listened to all the songs on it. I just picked out you know just the Flash theme song, and then there's the other one. Um, there's another one on there too that I know. Uh, well, see, I haven't even seen the movie. That's why I couldn't include it because, like, I wanted to have something. I watched the movie and the the. I, I, I want to watch it, and I that's fair. Haven't. Yeah, yeah, I respect that. Yeah. All right, so um, you're up, sir. Oh, is it me? Yes, you. All right. So, um, for my next one here, um, and we're actually kind of getting down to the wire here. Um, you know, I'm actually gonna shift shit. So, why want to shift this honorable mention? Hold on, because. Uh, you know, you know what? Um, I'm actually going to skip this one since we're not in any particular order, and I'm going to go with the Fight Club soundtrack. Oh, uh, that's a I good choice, man. Dust Brothers, which is also, which they also, the Dust Brothers also used on a Beck song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about that because they also did that song too. But what are my favorite songs of all times on that? Which one? Pixies. Where's my love? I love that freaking song, man. But oh. yeah, that that the I Dust, hate you now. The I, Dust I Brothers did a great. A, they they did a, an incredible soundtrack. It's it's pretty I, awesome. I love it, it's, and it's got such great songs on. It. And then like the whole not of it. the song um the song that Brad Pitt does, you know, uh for for the you know, where he's uh it's basically kind of like the the almost the rules of Fight Club, and then he's oh, like, yeah. you know, welcome to Fight Club, and he's like, you know, and he's it's it's he doesn't really sing on it, but you know, he kind of like narrates it. But it's the dude. It's song. You listen to it, and you just like it. It's it, I. It's kind of hard to describe because it really, there's really no no vocals to most of the songs, or whatever. Yeah. But it just really works, you know. I, I mean, 
It's it's great. Uh, yeah, I, I I love it. Which I, I love Fight Club. And... I hate myself for not thinking of it. I really do. <laughs> I, I really am ashamed. I wish I, I'd have said I, it. I, I wish I could have taken it from you. I wish I could take another one from you. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd have t- actually I would give you Pulp Fiction and Eighty Nine Batman to have Fight Club back. <laughs> oh jeez, whip crawler! Man. <laughs> bad touch, bad touch. Oh. Unclean, unclean. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, it's, it's a phenomenal soundtrack. It yeah, it's in, and I love that. It's like, you know, because again, I'm thinking of like soundtracks that I listen to, like, and I you know, love, it's not every song, majority of the songs, and that's one that I've listened to. And it, it goes on every device I have that I use to play music with, that goes on there. Nice. Yeah, like, uh, I I don't know why I didn't think, of, it's been a while since I've seen the film. It's it's like, uh, it hasn't lessened in my mind, or where is my mind, but like, I it, it just like, I, <laughs> I guess maybe because I hadn't thought about the film as much lately, it just kind of. But you know, that's just gonna show how many good films there are out there. I watch Fight Club at least once a year, usually really? usually around my birthday, because right. I I think of Fight Club, and I know it. Uh, I know a lot of people would argue with this assessment, but I think of Fight Club as something of a coming of age story. Yeah, I, I, a lot of it is about like men being forced to look at the world through the eyes of adults, even though they haven't been allowed to grow up properly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's why there's so much of a focus on like fatherhood and like the relationship you have with your father and things like that. And just like, it, it means deeper and deeper things to me every single year that I watch it. Yeah. As you it's, get, as you get older, it really does key. And there's, and we've talked about this a couple of times mm-hmm. where there's that one part where, you know, when he's giving, he's like, you know, we're the middle children of history. You know, yep. we have no war, no great war, no great depression, right? Because when you think about that, like, these aren't things that should necessarily make you a man, but when you're growing up and you think about, like, you, what what you define as being a man, when you reach that point, you're like, I don't know. Am, am I a man? I don't really feel like I am because I haven't, I haven't been through these struggles. And maybe we have, we just don't recognize it mm-hmm. because... They went through them, and it was just it was just something. It wasn't like a rite of passage for them, right? Like you yeah. would find it like some like ancient tribal like culture, or whatever. It was just like these are some things that happened, and we lived through it, and we kept on going. But you have people that were in like World War Two, and they came back, and they weren't the same, yeah. you know. And yeah. they don't and, get me started on baby boomers, which were products of like that's where <laughs> I'm going to start going on. Because baby boomers are the most dude. narcissistic destructive force that I mean we're that we're dealing with now oh yeah it's like, but of course they want to blame the millennials for everything yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that shit this morning while I was taking a shower they give me like, so freaking mad I, know. I was gonna, gonna say you know I, they could be that when we think about these things like you know like he says no great war no great depression we think about all the people that went through that that we look up to when we use that as the defining model of men they're all people that are broken because of those things mm-hmm. so if we look at them we say well hey you know, I'm not broken because we don't recognize them as being broken, right? Right. But we say, I'm not broken, so am I a man? Right, It's yeah. It's really weird because, but that's the thing. It's like, we don't feel like because we haven't been through these things, but maybe... It's, it's like we've got a fucked perspective, but it's so normalized that we don't realize that it's a right. fucked perspective. It's like, you know, like, it's like when, you, when you're looking at something, right, the image that you're looking at gets, like, flipped when it hits your eyes and then flipped back. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, when we're looking at it, in this case, it's only being flipped once. And it's not being flipped back around to its proper perspective. Right, so we're right. seeing it all upside down and we're saying, oh, this is normal. 
Yeah, yeah. And that that's what Fight Club represents to me. And the soundtrack, of course, doesn't make me feel that way. The soundtrack is just a really good soundtrack that ties into the movie. But it's it is this old like big globulous thing. <laughs> I like, to, to me, it, oh, sorry. oh, good. No, I was just, not sure. I was just gonna be stupid and say I like the video game soundtrack because it's got Limp Biscuit on it. Well, like the, the Fight Club to me, <clears> like <throat> uh, the aspect that speaks to me more than anything is the anarchy side of it. Oh yeah, because well, like the thing is, I'm is, a like, raging anarchist. So yeah, well, that, <laughs> I fucking love it. And that's the thing. It's like because like rules are who comes up with that who says do you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like uh so the, the the fact that we try to the only reason this works is because you got constructs that they put in your head and they say this is the way it is who says we do who's mm-hmm. we and then you go down the rabbit hole oh, it's yeah. like it's all it's all just to keep us in line right oh, so yeah. it's like yeah. and and then fight club makes perfect sense because when you're just mano a mano and you've got two fists and that's all you've got that's when you face that's what you are. Like you're left with like you're either got your face in the dirt and got the shit kicked out of you, yeah. or you're standing over top of somebody victorious. Yeah, there's no in between. It's when that, you break it down the, to the hunter gatherer survival aspect of it. Exactly. And, and, and I, I don't know how I, well I'd stand up, but it's like I'm not stupid either. If I can grab a bat, I'm gonna bring it in there with me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so she got you so, know it was like and then and that's that's all fair. You know, when it's you're trying to survive, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. then you say you're a bitch, but if you're standing over somebody <laughs> with a bat. But so. I think one of the great things about Fight Club is he said, he said, you know, after it was over, nothing was solved, mm-hmm. but nothing else mattered. Right, you know, and that's the right. thing is like this it's so it, beautiful. And even God. I think even though you're even though like the, the fighting there is not really about like me conquering you, it's about me feeling alive and at this thing is like I feel alive. I haven't fixed anything? No. But I'm feeling alive in this moment and not like I'm just existing. Mm-hmm. And, and then you go to work the next day where you're dead inside. Yeah. You've right. got the, the yeah, it's it's, so it's a beautiful it's it's a it says a lot. This man. this may be too personal for a comedy podcast, but um Wait, we're, we're doing comedy here? I thought so. <laughs> Our moms thought so. Um <laughs> But no, like, you know, again, I watch this movie every year. I watch it, I watched it around my birthday this year. And, uh, what really stood out to me for a lot of personal reasons that I'm not going to get into here, but what really stood out to me this year was the, the scenes where they talk about their dads yeah, and where he's just like, you know, if I could fight one person, I would fight my dad. And it's like, you know, I, I never knew my dad. It's just, you know, the fucker went and set up franchises and just things like that. But what really, really hit me this year is when he's doing the the kiss burn with the lie. Oh, yeah. The chemical burn. And he's just like... That's one of my favorite scenes. It's so good. But he's just like, you know, shut up. Your father's your model for God. If your father bails on you, what does that tell you about God? And it's just like, damn. You have to accept the possibility that God does not like you. He never wanted you. In all probability, probability, he hates you. you. It's like, like, God. God's kind of like an absentee father. He right. doesn't call, he doesn't write, but he loves you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, like, the, just all, that whole scene, just every exchange they have talking about their dads and just, like... Oh, no, it, it's, it's there, I mean, it's and you like, feel mm. it. And you, the, the whole thing when he's like, you know, it goes back to the whole being a man thing. It's like, you know, I graduate from, from you know, uh, from college and it's like, okay, dad, now what? Get a job. And it's like... Okay, it's like now what? I don't know. Get married. It's like, and the thing is, like, you look into these people, like, you know, what do I do? And they're like, I don't know. You mm-hmm. know, this is what I did. I guess it worked out okay. You do the same thing. Yeah, and I that's mean, and that's why I view this as a coming of age story, of just like, okay, now what do I do? Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> and that's just gonna show you why it's such a great movie because we all got something different. Oh man, it. yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you you can it's... put the, the the best stories are the things where you can put your own spin. And it just, it shows your psychology, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's wrong. 
Yeah, I, I yeah, think no. you all on some level you've hit it because and that's why it works because it hits on so many it works on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's, it's, it's cliche, but it does. Oh uh, no, the, the interesting thing is that none of this is what the actual book was about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's that, that's it. I mean, like, yeah, the intention of the guys, like, I didn't mean this at all. You know, because yeah, like, no, I, I, I would love to talk to Chuck Palinuk about this. Well, the thing is, they all the stories from Fight Club, all it was like it was like a dinner party or something. They were all out to dinner, and people just telling they just. Telling various stories around it, and that somehow came together in this thing. So, like, it wasn't even about like him. Like, I want to tell a story about you know disenfranchisement among you know right. men or whatever and you know, coming of age. Was he? Was he? Um, wasn't he like a truck driver or something? Like, uh, I don't think so. I thought he was. No, I I thought there was a thing where like I thought he had some kind of an office job because I thought that he got into a fight okay. and came into work like that Monday, and nobody wanted to talk to him about it, and they were just like. Oh, okay. Maybe, <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I, I, I don't know. It's uh, I, it's been a long time since I've read about the backstory of stuff, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I, I get like I get really emotional talking about Fight Club. Good, That's, good pick. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Phenomenal pick. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, so now these last two of mine are super, super unexpected because I have done. I've never said a kind word about either of these movies, but I'm going to say kind words about their soundtracks, and uh, these these may shock you. But I, I, I fucking love the soundtracks on these these horrible god awful pieces of shit. First one is uh, Ready Player One. Hmm. Ooh, I mean, you think about pretty much everything I've listed has a very heavy emphasis on oldies 80s. and eighties, and that's all. That's all what uh, what Ready Player One is. I mean, you've got Tears for Fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. We do. Um, you got One Way or Another by Blondie. You got Blue Monday by New Order. Uh, We're not gonna take it. Twisted Sister, uh, Jump by Van Halen. Just like all all this stuff. Like I've been listening to for years, and I just I fucking love these songs. And oh yeah, you make my dreams. Uh, So so many good songs. So as much as I hate the movie, as much as I feel like it did a disservice to the book and just ruined the book, as uh, just poorly executed as I think they did, they they knocked it out of the park with the soundtrack. So. Well, I still have not seen them. I refuse to to watch the movie. I mean, I I think that if you go into it with an open mind and like expect it to be horrifically different from the book, then it's a watchable movie. But that's the thing, though. I don't want it to because it's it's, <laughs> it's it's like when you watch a movie, or whatever, and they're like, you know, yeah, um, it's like you know, you just have to remember that this is not the book at all. I'm like, it's just the book in name only. I'm like, mm-hmm. well. That's not what I wanted to see. Well, I right. wanted to see that. So, and, and, now that, and since I've read the book, I can't, I can't watch it. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, but uh, now that I've read the book, I'm like, I can't go watch the movie and be like, oh yeah, because there was so many, there were so many scenes that were important to me in the book that are now different in the movie. Oh, it's 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 not even remotely the same. Like, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't even say that it follows the same beats. But, um, I mean, like, you you know how it was for me, because I was so hyped for the movie, I read the book three times in one year. I actually listened to it, I'd read it originally, and I listened to the audiobook in preparation for the movie, mm-hmm. just to kind of refresh myself on stuff. And then when it got closer, when, it, when we were talking about this, because as it got closer and closer to the time for the, for, the, uh, for the movie to come out, and I was seeing these different trailers and TV spots, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, that doesn't make any, that don't, I'm like... This is a piece of shit. Uh, if it, this movie's a piece of shit. Yeah. 
And yeah, I started man. running around like fucking Soylent Green. I was like, <laughs> it's a piece of shit! A piece of shit! It's not the book! They changed everything! <laughs> Ready Player One is shit. They lied when they said they changed the recipe. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, um... I mean, I probably still wouldn't have seen it if it weren't for Overton and Wesley Camelot, like, saying, you know, we're doing a movie day, and we have picked this movie, and you, you, you can either watch it or go home, and I was like, fuck you guys, but I watched it, and, like, I mean, again, it's a shit movie, but really nice soundtrack. Cool. So, yeah, so that's, uh, that's my second to last one, but, uh, yours, your next one, Webb? Let's see. I'm trying to I'm kind of fluctuating like it's like I, I don't know which one I want to say but it's like I'll just go ahead there's something about Mary <laughs> hey uh, well, I actually like it I, I like it yeah like uh, like the movie yeah the you know the guys the, is the Jonathan Richmond where the guys are they're kind of singing to you mm-hmm. as the movie's going on the, the opening scenes yeah they're, 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 they're not radio songs necessarily but they're, it's meant for the movie um, but it intermixes with a bunch of other uh, songs. Uh, Wait, did we talk, we talked about this last night, right? We talked about the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I went off my whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like I, I mean, it's it's fine. Like uh, you you don't like it, but like um, I, no, I, I was just, just I was I'm just I'm, I'm not gonna bring that other part back up again. That's what I was just saying. <laughs> well, no, it was one of those that I was thinking about putting on there, but I was like the and I've got a couple on there that, like, that were on the fence. You know how you have the honorable mentions, and it might have been one of my honorable mentions. But the more I thought about, it, I watched it not too long ago, and. I've been on this retro Fairly Brothers kick. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like them. So, um, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan in the world, but, like, you know, Kingpin, you know, that was another one. So, it's, like, basically, like, uh, it's it's kind of the same genre. Just, like, everything's I can listen to straight through. Um, it works with the movie pretty well. And, like, uh, now, the more you listen to it, you appreciate it. Name some of the songs off of there. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm trying to think because I don't know the soundtrack. So I'm trying to think like what on there would I've been interested in. It's been a while since um, uh, I've well, seen the movie. Been. It's got like it? um, is she really going out with him? You remember that? Like, yeah. uh, and then um, true love is not knife. Jonathan Richmond. There again, like that. That's his him singing to the audience. You know, like, okay. uh, and then um, history repeating. You know, um, the propeller heads. Huh? The propeller heads. History repeating. Uh, yep. Holy yep. shit, I love that song. I yeah. forgot that was on there. Yeah. It's all just a little bit of history repeating. It's um, great. And, the, and then the whole thing, there's the, actually the, there's something about Mary's song that Jonathan Richmond did. Like, uh, yeah, it's just... Um, yeah, that was the title theme, wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. very eclectic. It's it's like, uh, it's not overly complicated, but it's, um, it fits the movie. It should, they already say, uh, this is the day. Everything shines. Um, uh, you hadn't the Dandy Warhols on there. Every day should be a holiday. You know, it's like there's. It's just got a lot of different things that aren't really super hits, but they they eclectic and make everything work. Yeah, like they they do the job. Yeah, exactly. Like, like they don't they don't demand a lot out of you as a listener, and that's really cool. And it's a, and I like the movie. Like yeah, I gotta yeah, say, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like Chris Elliott in it. I like Ben Stiller. I'm not a big fan of either one on everything else, but like you know, even can't. Cameron Diaz, at that point, she was probably the most beautiful she had ever been. Like, uh, she does look good in that movie. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe I maybe a little bit longer hair. That's my only complaint. <laughs> and we even talked about Sarah Silverman's young in it. She still looks pretty good there. Oh, yeah. yeah, 
And your bread Turks are just stewing. <laughs> no, just, I mean, I just not, I mean, Sarah Silverman just. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, she was cute. I remember seeing her on uh, SNL back in the day when um, she was on there, and I was like, oh, she's cute, but she's just. But what was it? Who was it that dated her? Jack Black? That was like that was like yeah it was like the like the worst thing he ever did <laughs> was it Jack no, it wasn't Pat the, the guy the was... guy from um uh uh Doctor Katz the son Benjamin yeah yeah he did and okay. he, he we, said it was hell yeah <laughs> you were, I said, you were telling us that I, I couldn't remember who it was yeah but um oh, that's awesome yeah all right turn. <laughs> yeah is it my turn again already it's yours it's that time of year Dinner boys and girls. Already? All right, so um, so I was uh, I was I'm still kind of torn. I'm I'm gonna go into, I'm gonna toss this one in there. Um, Romeo and Juliet, the movie uh, soundtrack one and two, hmm. the Boz Lerman one. Hmm. Um, so you've got uh, some really good songs on here. So you've got number one crush by Garbage, which is a great song. You've got the Cardigan song Love Fool, which I'm not really a Cardigans fan, but Love Fool is a song I really actually do like. It's it, it's really nice. Talk show host by Radiohead, which is a really good song. I mean, if you like Radiohead, you got that. Um, and um, you've got uh, what's it? Uh, that version of When Doves Cry. It's in the movie, which is not bad <laughs> at all. That and everyone. Oh, everybody's free uh, to wear that. So Boz Lerman did that song that everyone's free to wear sunscreen. Is like it's. It was like a commencement speech that he put the music. Is like you know, like, and well, uh, you like you know, amongst everything else, don't forget to wear sunscreen. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, you remember that? Yep. Um, and uh, so it's got like you know it's got some really good songs. If you heard the songs on their own, but like yeah, I don't really know if I know that. But then you think about the movie, like oh yeah, like Young Hearts Run Free from the movie, you know, and just that's when um, when they go into the party and um, uh, a Mercutio is there. And then they're singing a song, and uh, he starts dancing and stuff like that, and he's leading the whole thing. And and uh, Romeo comes out, and he's like, "That drugs are quick," and he's like all freaking out. And then uh, Paul Stravino gets in his face, and he's like, "Ah!" And then, yeah, it's so that song there. Um, it's I mean, it's it's pretty. It's a pretty good soundtrack. I mean, Romeo. I mean, yeah, it was like never it, seen the movie, never heard the soundtrack. You've never seen Romeo and Juliet. I've seen the it, but I don't remember one? the music, man. Holy really shit! Uh, yeah. Um, but the thing about it is Romeo and Juliet soundtrack was so was so popular at the time that they actually came out with a second soundtrack of additional songs. Nice. Because it was that popular. Didn't they do that with the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack? Am I thinking right? Uh, I only, I only know like of a red one. case and a blue case. I only know of one um, uh, soundtrack. Uh, yeah, I, I might be thinking wrong, but I thought there was like a red case and a blue case. Yeah, so... Yeah, it was, um, and I think the second one was more of, like, music inspired by, as opposed to, uh, like, songs that were actually, like, in the movie, but, yeah, dude, I mean, Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, I mean, if nothing else, you've got that really good garbage song, and you've got that really good Radiohead song, again, the two songs alone aren't really enough to really kind of push and be like, oh, yeah, I've got to, you know, I've got to own this, whatever, but it's good, and, and then, like I said, you did have that Cardigan song, Love Fool, which is, you know, it's a pretty good song. It was really popular back in the day, too. Yeah. So, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, most definitely. Definitely. Definitely Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, def- definitely Romeo and Juliet. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Got, mm-hmm. got, got, got to get the note to her. Yeah, I'm going to blow my head off. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what he does! <laughs> oh, just, well, you've never seen it. Yeah, I just, I just said I never saw the movie. So, you've never seen... Yeah, you've, Crawler, did you say you've seen it? 
What's that? The, 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 I've the, seen it. Yeah, I just uh, I don't dude, really. Dude, John know Leguizamo it. when he's first introduced. All oh, that is the shit. Oh yeah, you told me about that scene. Yeah. See, I'm not a big John Leguizamo. How could you not be, dude? Okay. He played Luigi. No, no, I just I'm not a big. He's kind of weird. <laughs> his his stand-up acts are really he good. Like he needs to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. Yeah. So, that's not racist. That's racist he yeah. just looks. He just looks grimy. He was like a grimy little guy. That's racist. <laughs> a grimy little guy. You know when he's in that chef movie? It's like I was like I would never eat food prepared chef by that movie? guy. Either yeah, the one with um, John Favreau. You know, right, right I never movie. watched it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not that, not that it's a big role for him, but um, but his his scene in John Wick. It's oh like, yeah. Like when they come there, he's like, he's like, where'd you get this car? And he's like, <laughs> and it's like, you know, and I own you. It's like, no. It's like I have an agreement with your dad. And it's like, you know, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, what's the movie, what's the dead movie that he's in? Um, the uh, the one where they're in the towers. A Land of the Dead. Yeah, I, I like that. Oh, yeah. I thought he was good. Enough. I haven't seen it. Okay, so you guys ready for my yeah my last one? Because this this one's really gonna really gonna surprise you guys. Because I've done. I, this is one I've taken an entire episode of Karova Game Bar and bitched about. Oh, shit. Pixel soundtrack. Pixel soundtrack. <laughs> oh, I called it. You I called freaking it. called it. You called it, dude. But, I mean, like, they got everybody's working for the weekend. They've got, uh, once again, everybody wants to rule the world. Um, I'll just, like, they've, they've got, like, they, they lift stuff out of all the old arcade games. So you got, like, Centipede. You got Cubert. So, so so many good ones, and of course, like the in credits one, uh, high score. That's actually really cool. Um, Do they have the really uh, cool. Cubert love theme? <laughs> no, thank oh, okay. God. Sorry. Thank God, no. But uh, no, it's it's actually you know it's it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty fun one, and it's one of those ones where it's just like begrudging, where it's like, I I you know I don't I don't want to like the soundtrack. I want to hate everything about Pixels, but it's uh, it's it's got those few that actually kind of sell me on it wow i didn't i didn't realize it's been that long since it came out it's 2015 it's still the, the wound still feels really fresh oh you know the 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 deeper the blade goes the more it hurts <laughs> pretty much um but yeah so i mean i don't have a i don't have a ton i mean i would say you know if i were putting together the soundtrack for a film like pixels i would have handled it a bit differently i would have brought in some of the buckner and garcia things that they did such as uh such as like Froggy's Lament or Pac-Man Fever. Oh god, I can't stand Pac-Man Fever. Hey, you don't like Pac-Man song. Fever? Can no, I, I can not. I say this like uh, on our um, last pick? That's your last pick, right? Yeah, that's my last like, pick. Like like uh, do you have honorable mentions? Should we just throw in the honorable mentions? And just get out. Yeah, of the way? yeah, just, yeah. Just do your honorable sure. mentions too. I mean, if you're done, like yeah, like, no, I don't I don't have a lot more to say because I can't really say anything in defense of Pixels itself. I've I've already torn that movie apart. I despise it, but uh, as far as as far as that element of it goes, I'm, Adam Sandler can pick good music, man. Like it, he his films have. Now, so, how, how involved is he in the picking of the music, though? Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, but his movies yeah. do have good. Like, no, Waterboy, I'm, 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 I'm honestly put asking. Waterboy on there, like that was a good one. Like, uh, so um, I as you far like, as you just like that song, "Water Sucks." It really, really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as honorable mentions, I mean, you know, we we talked about we talked about musicals and how we can't really discuss those too much. And so much of the movies soundtracks that I like are from musicals. So like Chicago, I love the soundtrack too. Little Shop of Horrors, love it. But uh, I couldn't really think of too many more to put on as honorable mentions. So just I'm just going to make kind of the broad sweeping statement. Pretty much anything from Disney's like golden ages of animation. There's so many good songs in Disney films. Like something from like Lion King or Aladdin or something like that. Just stuff I grew up with. Those are like those songs are catchy as hell. That's cool. So yeah, I mean, 
it's it's not anything like too earth shattering, but those I do like I, I I always get a lot of enjoyment out of Disney music. So are you next? Uh, uh no, it it goes no, back to you. That's me. Okay. Um. All right. Dead presidents. Okay. Hmm. Like um, it's just one. I I had some other ones on there, but it, it just it just pushed up. It's like, it's uh it's it's got tons of good music, man. That's like uh I guess that's the soul or you know like a like a money to buy yeah it's it's got like a, it's you know you, you know what the dead presidents is about it's like yeah. it's a it, the music on it's just amazing like uh every song and danny elfman does the score mm. you know so it's, i mean i'm not the but you know batman yeah that's yeah. that's that's really all he's got going for his batman Wee's big adventure yeah but i mean like uh it, that was good the dead presidents was good too so I, I, like, I don't know if I've listened to Death. I know I probably heard a couple songs from it, but I don't know if I actually listened to the soundtrack. I mean, you got Isaac Hayes, you got James Brown, Spinners, Barry White, Harold Melvin, The Blue Notes, The Dramatics, Curtis Mayfield, Aretha Franklin, so, wait, Jesse and Trina, Al Green. I mean, what is it all just old school soul yeah, and R and B? See, yeah, I was thinking Dead Presidents would have had more of like a hip hop rap thing to it. Nah, the OJ's. Isaac, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, that, see, okay, it, all right. It's it's a it's awesome, man. Like every song on there is awesome. Interesting. There's not one bad song on there. Um, that say the spinners already slide on the yeah. family stone. I mean, yeah, it's uh, you can't um, you can't go wrong with it. Okay. Except for Danny Elfman. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently not. But but like uh, and then like I'm just throwing it out there. I've only got two. I've already mentioned Star Wars and Indiana Jones. They're givens. But like um, Logan soundtrack would have always almost made it. And then my oh, other was. one was um, Saturday Night Fever. Hey. For pretty much the same reason. Not not that so much I like the music, but just appreciating what that did. It's almost the equivalent. Of, I think that inspired Pulp Fiction to a certain degree, because like the it was such an iconic thing, like at its time, and like I think that's why he, it's one of the reasons we recognize Travolta as an icon, and like I don't I wouldn't say like every song there's great because it's so much Bee Gees stuff, but like <laughs> that was the era, and like you can't deny how iconic that thing is. And I wouldn't say it was necessarily perf- perfect, but. But but I like the Logan soundtrack like because uh, the, the movie defined that generation that era. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. The, and 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 think how much of Tarantino's seventies. I mean, it's all black exploitation. You know, it's all the it's all that genre. I, like I mean, the that, BGs, that heavily. Man. Yeah, it's like you like ABBA too. Yeah, I love ABBA. I'm not down. My happy music. Well, you know, um, uh, who else is on there? Um, the same guys that the Jungle Boogie. Um, Cool and Gang? Cool and Gang, they're on there. I mean, it's like, there's a lot of good songs on there, so. Um, okay. But that, that, that's the honorable mentions. I like it. So I actually have one more, um, uh, but, uh, and this, this was, anyway, I, 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 it didn't, like, none of mine were any particular place on the thing, but um, Less Than Zero soundtrack. I like the Less Than Zero movie. It's not a great movie, but I do like it. Um, you know, early like Robert Downey Jr. was well, not too early, but Robert Downey Jr. Andrew McCarthy as he was kind of coming out of his like you know cute eighties boys face. And then you've got um, oh crap, what's her name? Um, Is it Ringwald? No, 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 not Ron, uh, Jamie Gertz. Uh, Jamie Gertz from Lost Boys, star. Oh, Jamie who Gertz. Who am I thinking of? Yeah. You know, everybody remember her from Twister? We got cows. So yeah, <laughs> Jamie Gertz is you know as cutie. I don't think but, I've ever seen it, man. Um, I don't think so. Less than zero. This one right here. Mm-mm. Oh, the soundtrack it. is really good. So the soundtrack actually introduced me to um, to uh, Public Enemy. 
Oh, Public Enemy. And I do love Public Enemy. So on this, you've That's got... That's weird that that came from that movie, man. I yeah. wouldn't associate that with that. So this movie has, um, of course, the one song you're going to really know, or two songs you're going to really know from this is Going Back to Cali, LL Cool J. Mm. That was from this soundtrack and the Bengals cover of Hazy Shade of Winter. <laughs> which nice. that alone would carry this whole this That's, whole soundtrack. Bangles are unrated. I like them. I like the Bangles. Yeah, which you played me that song. I remember really liking Hazy Shade of Winter. I, I thought you'd heard before that. Oh, but uh, so you've got Public Enemy doing Bring the Noise, and they, they later did like a remix of Bring the Noise with Anthrax. But you got Public Enemy doing Bring the Noise. You got Slayer doing a cover of Inagata De Vida. Aerosmith does a cover of Rocky Pneumonia Boogie Woogie Flu. You got a Roy Orbison song on here and eh, Poison doing Rock and Roll All Night cover. Now, here's one of the things that's really going to get you, right? You've got Glenn Danzig and the Power and Fury Orchestra doing the title song, You and Me Less Than Zero. Hmm. And it's good. It's like a ballad, right? It's like it's like a slow kind of like ballad with Glenn Danzig singing it. And it's, it's kind of a powerful song. So if you've never heard You and Me Less Than Zero by Glenn Danzig, it's not like, mother! You know, it's, but it's, it's kind of <laughs> awesome, man. I used to listen to this soundtrack all the time. Okay. And it's still like as it Hazy Shade of Winter. I love that song, dude. They, you put you put that on like I'm like everything just has to stop, you know. I'm listening to this song. Um it's pretty tight. So, yeah, Less Than Zero soundtrack is there. And the thing is it's not really an 80s like song. It's I mean, an 80s soundtrack. It's just a really good soundtrack and it's it's got these like it's got a bunch of covers by like these bands at the time. Um, but the uh, one of the like I said really kind of cool things about it is um, uh, the uh, shit. What was I just gonna say now? Uh, uh, LL Cool J going back to Cali. I mean, going back to Cali. Just I mean, I think that was cool one of things that people were like. Cali. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you know? And if you've never heard the Colin Quinn like uh, parody of it, going back to Brooklyn, which is really funny. You ever seen seen that? Mm. Yeah. Uh, he's like going back to Brooklyn, feeling like a zero, where the girls look like Madonna and the guys sound like De Niro. It's, <laughs> yeah. My honorable mention um, is uh, Transformers the movie soundtrack. Oh yeah, you got the touch. Yes, and the thing is, like you've got the you've got the two songs right. You got you got the touch and um, and uh, shit. What's the other one? Um, Gotta be stupid. No, no, dare be stupid. No, I was thinking of the other one. Um, dare. Oh yeah, Dare. Dare. <laughs> uh, Dare, and you got the touch, and then you got Dare to be stupid. And there's a couple of songs on there, but they're not really to me. They're not really as strong that they stand out on their own. So that's why I didn't put it on there because those are the three songs that like I can't live without from the soundtrack. The yeah, other I ones I'm it. okay with. You got Spectre General song on there and stuff, but when I listened to, it, I was like, uh, it's not, it's not holding me as much as everything else. And then um, my last one um, that's on here is Sucker Punch soundtrack. Oh, yeah. You know, we were watching a little bit of Sucker Punch last night. The soundtrack um, is really pretty good. And uh, but the, the Sucker Punch soundtrack has some cover, has some like remixes on there. So you've got a remix of Bjork's song of Army of Me. You've got this really cool like remix um, of uh, I Want It All's Queen song. Um, but the Sucker Punch soundtrack is really nice. And you do have a song with. Um, uh, Oscar Isaac and um, uh, uh, Carla Gugino. Oh, and yeah. And they have a song uh, on there that they do. Yeah, that's and... when she's uh, dressed up like the lady in red that I was talking about last yeah, night. Yeah. She's in the Jessica Rabbit outfit. So hot. So, yeah, so Sucker Punch soundtrack is really pretty awesome. So, Emily Browning, the lead actress, she does uh, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. You've got a cover of White Rabbit, which is kind of cool. Um, Skunk and 
and and Nancy, whatever I don't know it is, but they do uh, a cover of Iggy Pop Search and Destroy, which is really kind of cool. Nice. Um, and it, uh, Love is a Drug with Oscar Isaac and Carla Gugino. It's a really short soundtrack, nine songs, 49 minutes long. It's not even a full hour, right? But uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I really dig it. Yeah, um, but yeah. as I say, compared to all the other ones, though, it is a little lower on the on the the, the tier. But yeah, it's uh, I think it's really worth checking out. So that's it, man. So yeah, yeah good deal. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, those were our top ten. That, and then we know there are plenty of other songs on there that we didn't uh, that we didn't cover, like soundtracks, because you know this is a kind of a subjective thing. It was like you know what do you you know what do you like in a soundtrack? What movie do you think is really good or you know, whatever? But yeah, we, I think we we kind of thought long and hard about this. And again, these were like ones that were like this is these are songs, these are soundtracks that are you know really are iconic to us. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, and then like with Fight Club, you know, it's like I just complete. You just can't think of them right away. Some things pop in your head, and then when you hear them, you're like, "Oh, of course." Yep. Yeah. It's like, like yeah, we all had just like an embarrassment of choices, really. And it was just like you know, there's just so many options here. How do you narrow it down to that? But, but yeah, no. Um, this this was definitely a fun. A fun episode, which I think we're gonna have to break this down into several. We went a bit over what yeah. I was expecting, but uh, we did. But, but well, I mean, we had we had a lot to say about this stuff. This is all stuff that we're very passionate about, and you know, we we have a genuine passion not only for the soundtracks but for the films themselves, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's also when we, when you're talking about this kind of stuff, it's not that you're defending your choices, but you're you're saying you're not just putting out there like not like this, and let's move on to the next one. It's like this is why I like it. This yeah. is what stands out about. It. This is what makes it great to me. You know. Well, and I would hope that like that this would kind of deepen people's appreciation for the soundtracks that we mentioned. Yeah. Because I think in a lot of cases, people would have either, either thought, oh, hey, I never thought to, like, listen to that soundtrack, or, you know, I never really paid attention to the soundtrack when I was seeing the movie, and right. hopefully yeah. we can deepen some people's appreciation for stuff. And then there's and, ones we mentioned that we'll probably go back and see for ourselves, you know? Yeah, because yeah. There's ones that I didn't, I, I had no, I have no idea about, so. Yeah, right, I, think the, I think your choices, your last couple of choices are really good. It was like, um, I didn't really care for the movie, but the soundtrack is really strong you yeah, know yeah. and I think that's one thing is like separating the movie from the soundtrack sometimes we talked a lot about movies where the soundtrack enhanced it mm-hmm. right or the soundtrack you know gives us that warm and fuzzy for the movie <laughs> but then you also have these ones where like you know they're completely separate the soundtrack is really good and the movie is and I, like I wouldn't include the Conehead soundtrack on there because that Red Hot Chili Peppers song Soul to Squeeze yeah. that's a great song it's one of my favorite Chili Pepper songs <laughs> but I really can tell you much else about it that you know I was like yeah that think they needed to no so I know Soul to Squeeze, and that's awesome, and that's it. Yeah, man, that's fair enough. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's everything. Uh, I think we have gone plenty of time on this one, but uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for, for giving us a listen. Make sure to check out some of our other podcasts, and uh, check out some of the other stuff we've done on the channel. Yeah. So, uh, um, and, and you know, I'm surprised none of us actually mentioned the Friday the 13th soundtrack. No, goodness. I don't remember anything from it, honestly. I'm just just throwing it back at you. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.